which is more important, Ukraine or Taiwan? Ukraine. Thanks for coming. See you... Oh, you want a long answer, huh? Okay, here it is. Ukraine actually has been invaded. Taiwan hasn't. Happy now? No? Man, you're a tough crowd. Okay, Taiwan produces semiconductors. Ukraine produces food. Semiconductor shortages result in a lot of complaining on social media. Food shortages result in riots and starvation. Just because America doesn't need Ukrainian grain doesn't mean that countless millions don't. Massive uprisings abroad do nasty things to supply chains, so Taiwan won't be able to get that semiconductor to you after all. Okay, I'm being pretty terse with my answers. That's because the question annoys the heck out of me. First off, people being murdered is always more important than people being threatened. And because we can walk and chew gum at the same time, we don't have to help one to the exclusion of the other. Most commentators are talking about the economic importance of the, to the United States directly. That's short-sighted at best and just a smokescreen at worst. We're the largest economy on earth by a country mile. China only comes in number two because we buy their stuff and provide naval security for trade. And at that, China is still a good six percentage points behind us. Every other economy trails much further behind. The long of the short of it is Taiwan is not critical to American economic interests. Yes, it would hurt if China invaded Taiwan. No, it's not even close to a fatal blow. Taiwan manufactures manufactures chips that we design. Want to guess which is easier to replace, manufacturing or design? I'll give you a hint. It ain't design. Ukraine is the fourth largest producer of wheat in the world. Remember the Arab Spring? Food shortages set that off. If we don't help Ukraine, the Arab Spring will look like a kindergarten class pouting about the Kool-Aid flavor of the day. Forcing Ukraine into a ceasefire or worse, a surrender, won't help. It would make things much, much worse. Russia is not going to play nice with their resources after the sanctions. And even if they wanted to, Russia is itself hurting badly. Odds are they've done considerable damage to their own production capacity, especially in the fertilizer sector. So backstabbing Ukraine gets us in Eastern Europe very wary of trusting Western Europe or the U.S., this does not go well. And we still have massive food shortages long term. Short term, the U.S. can fill a big part of the gap, assuming the administration gets off its collective butt and makes the regulatory changes necessary to encourage higher production of something other than feed corn. Long term, we need Ukraine back in business and willing to do business with our allies. Otherwise, all that food ends up wasted in China, rotting in piles instead of feeding their people. No, I am not kidding. This is the problem with foreign policy. It's a tough field. It's like a chess game where checkers are allowed, pieces are hidden, pieces can disguise themselves, and no one is real clear on exactly what the rules are. Lots of fun to watch, not so much fun to play. Get one corner of the board straightened out, only to find out... A find out you got to start all over with another corner and then find out that the two are related in ways you didn't know about. 
Little wonder the media barely covers international news. Large tracts of incomprehensible with streaks of boredom broken by mad violence and terror. Who wants to hear that every night? But if you want to have a shot of understanding what's really going on and figuring out what's best for the U.S. to do, then you have to know a bit about that mess. Politics is messy by nature because it is all about people, and people only come in size messy. It can seem like a hopeless muddle, but it's not really. It's just people. China bought up a massive amount of food stores in, to prepare for any eventuality, you know, like ma major sanctions. Good thinking, right? Well, here's the thing. An authoritarian system has a fatal flaw. One guy can't think of everything. When the guy is too scary or the right people just don't have access, you end up with millions of tons of grain, just as ordered, and nowhere to store it because no one told him that they needed to build new silos. So yes, China literally let millions of tons of grain rot by roadsides. Russia has started a war that it can't back down from and likely can't win. They failed to take the capital and had to withdraw to, from the north of Ukraine. They launched a new and objectively better offensive in the east that has failed to take any significant territory after two months of effort. Sebrodonsk, my best shot at pronouncing it, read the blog if you want to see how badly I can spell it, has yet to fall, and it's mostly a symbolic victory anyway. Now, if we define military expert as not in the military and not an expert, I'm your gal. Otherwise, I'm relying on a variety of experts from analysts. Michael Kaufman and Perun on YouTube are both excellent. Retired generals and even former servicemen. Uh, task and purpose, speak the truth, among many others. The consensus that I'm seeing is that Russia ain't doing great. That's not Ukraine will win. But it's also a really, really bad sign considering how powerful Russia's military was supposed to be. And that gets us back to why Ukraine is the most important of the two countries to U.S. foreign policy for the moment. As long as the war stays in Ukraine and the West doesn't stop supporting them, Eastern Europe remains stable. A destabilized Eastern Europe is an existential threat to all of Europe and a royal pain for the U.S., we export technical expertise as well as goods. Europe is the other major market for goods exported from developing countries. Unless we want to buy all the stuff, and we don't because that would be bad, we need Europe to be a developed, stable, and economically sound, at least as much as nations ever manage, na developed world. So no, we can't just take our ball and go home. We're stuck rescuing Europe's Robin to our Batman. And it gets much, much worse if Eastern Europe destabilizes. Y'all did notice 11 million people displaced in roughly three weeks in Ukraine, right? Ukraine has been at war for eight years. What were all those folks running from back in February? Russia. Eastern Europe doesn't want to be behind the Orion Curtain again. Thank you very much. Just like the Ukrainians, Eastern Europeans are likely to flee en masse if they think that there's even a remote chance that the West won't help them against Russia. 
Forget 11 million. It will be upwards of 100 million, all heading west and with no border controls, at least not initially. Even the U.S. couldn't handle that influx economically. Western Europe will be inundated and will need a solution fast. So, that happens, the U.S. can sit back and watch as France and the U.K. literally start a nuclear war with Russia. And no, I'm not kidding. Or we can send in the troops. Guess which one's going to win? Yes, really. France and the U.K. are both nuclear powers. If there is no meaningful U.S. intervention, well, we would at least send a nice card, they will be faced with the choice of allowing their countries to be swamped economically, socially, militarily, and every other L.Y. you can think of, or make the bleeding stop by turning Moscow into a very large pool of glass. Obviously, it's my opinion that this is the most likely scenario to an actual nuclear conflict. Ukraine, Ukraine is just not an existential threat to Russia, and they know it. Slugging out with the U.S. is just suicide, and they know that too. But if people want to abandon their countries in terror, well, sure, Russia will move right on in and suddenly pose a genuine existential threat to two small but close nuclear powers. Either the U.S. steps in at that point, or this ends very, very badly. Better plan. Let's just send all the goodies Ukraine wants shy of nuclear weapons and let Russia defeat itself doing something this stupid. If China then wants to play the same game, fine. They're a lot easier to deal with, being much too dependent on the U.S. economically and militarily. Besides, it'll be hysterical watching them try to do an amphibious assault on an island that is bristling with defenses both natural and U.S. made. FYI, the U.S. decided against trying to invade Taiwan, then Formosa, back in World War II. Good luck with that, China.